Hey all, today we are diving into the secret to living longer and happier. And we found this information thanks to an 85-year Harvard study, so you know it is legit. Balancing building a successful business and being a superstar mom is hard. And yet, in today's digital world, it's more common than ever. The question becomes, how do we successfully grow a business and children at the same time? Join us for a candid conversation as we share our insights into marketing and motherhood. I'm Angela Reeder. And I'm Jesse Valle. Welcome to the Marketing Moms Podcast. All right. So today we're talking about the secret, the key, the reason you can live longer and happier. And at first glance, you're just like, Okay, like you can just talk about happiness, but we're actually backing up this conversation with science and an 85 year like long study from Harvard. And actually, what's interesting is I've seen the study before. And obviously, the longer we go on, the longer the results have to take. But um, basically, you know, 85 years ago. Harvard went out and found all these people to be a part of this study. And throughout the years, some people just never did the study. They moved away, changed their, you know, contact information, and Harvard lost touch with them. But the few people that Harvard was able to keep touch with, they were able to basically survey them at different points throughout their lives. And they they found times of happiness, times of sadness, times of, you know, just being able to correlate their happiness levels with how long they ended up living. Mm -hmm. And the ones that were able to live even longer, they were able to, to reach back out and be like, what do you think the key to living this long has been? Right. And it all boils down to relationships. Yeah. One of my favorite things about this study is that they pulled in people from a lot of different socioeconomic backgrounds. So it's not just upper class or middle class or whatever, where you can kind of have that, oh, well, but they have money or security or, you know, Mm -hmm. stability. It's all of these different people from all of these different backgrounds. And than to find this overwhelming correlation across all of that between happiness and relationships was really cool. Yeah. And to find that added bonus of the happier you are, the longer you live. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's interesting. I know someone. <laughs> I I mean, the guy drinks and smokes up a storm mm-hmm. every single day. But he is like one of the healthiest guys I know. You know why? Because he's one of the happiest guys I know. He will be the first to say I love you before you leave a conversation and hug you and tell you how much you mean to him and always with a smile on his face. And I know this man's story and different points throughout his life, some really rough times have fallen, but he has always kept a positive attitude, looked at the bright side, and let things go. 
And I feel like that has helped him live longer and happier, even though yes. <laughs> he has these unhealthy habits. Yeah. Well, and if you like, I love looking at the articles. They're like pieces of advice from like hundred year olds or whatever, because they almost always boil down to some version of do what makes you happy. Whether it's, you know, let go of negative people in your life, do something you enjoy every day, just all of the different sorts of advice kind of just boil down to do what makes you happy and enjoy life. (laughs) Yeah. So I wanted to specifically for this episode chat a little bit more about relationships because the interesting thing is that there are different types of relationships. And these different types of relationships have, or they serve different purposes in your life. And and that was interesting for me to see. It's like, okay, well, every strong relationship doesn't have to mean the same thing to you. They can have a different purpose. And they don't all have to cover all of those different things. Like, not every strong relationship has to be everything and, like, tick off all the boxes. You might have some relationships that do one thing and some relationships that do another. Yeah. Um, We were looking at this article from CNBC. And I'm not quite sure if... This information came from the study or from CNBC. I'm assuming it came from the study. But it says that in our relational lives, there are seven keystones of support. And so to me, it's like there are basically seven categories of people that serve purposes in your lives. And I would think that some can overlap for sure. Right. You don't have to have a specific person for for one and that's it. Right. Right. So I would like to think that your spouse or significant other probably covers several of these. Right. Um, Let's see. We've got safety and security. So like who's that person you call um, in a crisis when you're scared, when something bad happens? Yeah, that could be your spouse, but let's be honest, it's probably probably my mama. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm a mom. <laughs> yeah. But it's interesting because when we think about our kids too. Yeah. Like when they run out of the room screaming in the middle of the night, they just want mom or dad. Yeah. Like they we are their safety and security. Mhm. All right, number 2 is learning and growth. To me, that's that friend that's just a smidge more wild than you. (laughs) Yes. We all have that friend. We do. We all have that friend. But also, friends, like for me, would be Jessie. Because whenever I say, well, I'm thinking about trying this thing, she's the first one to say, go for it. Try it. (laughs) Yeah. For sure. Yeah, so it doesn't have to necessarily be like, be wild, be crazy. It can also be mm-hmm. supportive, right? Yeah. Like, 
I'm trying this yep. new thing. Like, who do you talk to about that? Yeah. If I'm going to try like something new, uh, especially in business, I'm going to mm-hmm. tell Angela and she's going to be there to say, you've got this. You can do it. P- push past the fear. I know that we've talked about fear a lot in past episodes. So you got to have that person that's going to help you push past the fear and be that support for that learning and growth opportunity. Right. All right. Number three is emotional closeness and confiding. Now, this one's interesting because I feel like there are certain things that you can talk to your your girlfriends about that you don't mm-hmm. talk to your husband or your spouse about. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not going to talk about, I don't know, I'm going to just use a random example of like, shaving your legs or this new right. really cool hair product or makeup or mm-hmm. that time of the month. Like, yep. <laughs> I don't really talk to my husband about those things, but I'll talk to my girlfriends about them. <laughs> yeah. So you got to have that person that, and I mean, I know that that's not necessarily emotional closeness and confiding, but but it kind of plays into the same thing. Like, right. you know, if you really want to confide in someone about something, I mean, oftentimes it will be your significant other, but I know that there are also friendships where you feel like you can confide things that nobody else knows. Right. All right. Number four is identity affirmation and shared experience. So this is really of just like solidifying who you are and someone that really supports you and accepts you for who mm-hmm. you want to be. I liked that one because it's not one that I would have thought much about. Like mm-hmm. because I on one hand you think like well yeah anybody I'm friends with is going to like support who I am. But when you really dig into it, this is the people that like they may have known you for a really long time. They know the things that you've gone through. They know, you know, your goals. They know the kind of person you are. And they're really, really there to support you and to remind you sometimes when you're feeling lost or confused that like, hey, you've got this. Like you're you're a strong person. You're a smart person. You're capable. Like you've got this. Yeah. It reminds me of every time I'm ready to try something and I'm a little scared. It, it kind of goes back to a little bit of the, like, again, these can overlap. The learning and growth, the emotional mm-hmm. closeness. Like, it reminds me of my husband when I'm ready to try something, but I'm scared. And he says, Jesse, I've never seen you fail at anything you've put your mind to. Yeah. Like, that is not just a, oh, you can do it. You go, girl. Like, no, it's, hey, I know your whole history. I've <laughs> been with you half your life. I know what you're capable of, and you can do this. Yeah. So, yeah, for sure. Like, having that person that can be there as a support is super important. All right. Number five is romantic intimacy. I think that's pretty sort of self-explanatory. And I'll skip on over that one. Um, (laughs) Number six is help. 
both informational and practical. I'm the help friend for a lot of my family. Like I'm the tech person. I'm the mm-hmm. person they call when they can't figure out how to get a picture off their phone or <laughs> um, sign up for something. I'm like, and so that, that was funny to me when I read that because I was like, oh yeah, that's that's me. I'm the I'm the helpful person. <laughs> yeah. In a lot of places. And I do have like whenever, especially, you know, early on in our marriage, whenever we would have like home improvement projects or mm-hmm. whatever, like I would find myself telling my husband, like, maybe you should call your dad and ask <laughs> how to do this. <laughs> I know. When, my dad is the first person that popped in my head. Um, now, both my parents know a lot about home improvement. They have completely um, revamped their very old 1890s Victorian home. Um, So both of them know a lot about home improvement, but my dad's the one that will touch electrical where my mom is like, nope, electrical's where I draw the line. (laughs) So yeah, typically if there's something when it's like, gosh, I need help doing this thing, I call my dad. Or these days, my best friend, YouTube or Google. Um, Yes. But when I actually want someone to help me, obviously my spouse, but if yeah, if they don't know or not around or, you know, you want to surprise them with something, like call my dad. Or if I'm working yeah. on a recipe and I'm just like, this isn't looking right, I'm calling my mom. <laughs> yeah. So I think it depends on the situation. But that's the other thing is like you don't have to have one person for these things. You can have multiple right. people. All right. And last but not least, number seven is fun and relaxation. Yes. And I think <laughs> we all have like the that one person where we're like, I just need to relax a little bit. And that's the person that pops into your mind. You're like, that's the person that when I hang out with them, I feel relaxed. I feel less stressed. I feel better. Mm-hmm. Well, it can also be the <laughs> other way, I think, because the first people who popped in my head were my children oh yeah now relaxation maybe not so much but fun <laughs> fun yes fun yes <laughs> um I, I i go back to thinking about why i had children in the first place right mm-hmm. or what would this home be like without the toys to step on and the laughter and the craziness and the my brother did this. And, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> to me, like, at the end of the day, this is what I wanted. This is what I wanted mm-hmm. to fill my life, even through the chaos. And to me, that helps fill my life with something that I, I don't think I could get otherwise, right? So my kids are definitely major relationships in aiding to my happiness and hopefully my longevity. Yes. (laughs) But yes, I also think when you said, think about who you – like you want to relax, who pops in your head? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've got friends like that. And again, I feel like your spouse can probably pop in your head a lot too, but – Right. I mean, you wouldn't hopefully have chosen to be with them or married them if – they didn't help support you in many of these categories right. for your life. 
Yeah. And there's there's actually a chart that we were looking at that I really liked <laughs> mm-hmm. that basically just lists each of these categories that we've talked about. And what it asks you to do is like kind of list your main relationships and then check off which of these keys that relationship covers. Mm-hmm. And the idea being if you get through these and you realize, you know, oh, I have a lot of people that are fun to hang out with, but I don't really have anybody that encourages me to like try new things or that I can go to if I need help with something, then you can kind of start making changes or looking for new friends or trying to find those relationships or develop those relationships to help you have that support. Yeah, for sure. I do like it kind of listed out this way because like you said, it it would make it really easy to see the gaps. Yeah. Um. And I did also want to note that the other thing that this study found was that one of the things, and they noticed this with older people specifically, like as people got closer to the end of the study, one of the other things that they noticed as kind of a secondary layer to this was the ability to let things go. (laughs) Yeah. Ooh, so hard. (laughs) Right. So I just wanted to note that because I thought it was an interesting kind of side note to the study that like all of these key relationships make such a big impact, but like kind of secondarily, just the ability to kind of let things go and (laughs) try new things, get over past failures um, and things like that. So I just thought that was an interesting aspect to the study. Yeah. And if we look at things almost 180 the other way. Mm -hmm. Consider what the effect of loneliness would be on your life. Yes. I feel like sometimes you want that alone time and and you want that space. But to me, all we have to do is look back a couple years. Yeah. Like what happened during COVID? Like I yeah. – was miserable. I mean, I was very happy to be with, you know, my, my kids and my husband, but it sucked to have to celebrate my kid's first birthday over zoom calls. Yeah. It was really hard to not be able to do those things. Like, like you said, just to just go sit and hang out with someone. Yeah. And there, there have been multiple studies that have linked loneliness to higher risks for a lot of even physical conditions like heart disease mm-hmm. and things like that where, you know, you wouldn't necessarily think just like being lonely would have a physical effect. But when you look at studies like this one from Harvard that shows that these relationships, these um, sort of like mental things can actually help you live longer. It makes sense to think that like, oh yeah, if you're lonely, if you're feeling isolated, that can have a mental and physical effect and affect your lifespan. Mm-hmm. I also think about like different examples that I've heard of through stories of people holding on at the end of their lives or letting go at certain times. Like 
my grandma had 15 kids. And when she was getting ready to pass, it was so interesting. She passed shortly after the very last one arrived. So it was like, honestly, probably the last time all 15 were together. Mm -hmm. And it's just amazing to hear that story or the stories you hear of couples who are together and then they pass within minutes of each other. Yeah. It's like they both decide together we're ready. Yeah. Not just referencing the notebook. Because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this does happen in movies too. But yeah, it does happen um, it in does, movies too. It does, it does actually happen, happen in, in real, real life. life. It does. Yes. I, I yes. have somebody else in mind where I know mm-hmm. it was a couple and they they went within minutes of each other. Yeah. Um, so I think the, the big thing is about building and maintaining meaningful relationships in your life. Yes. Because if you have someone in your life that doesn't cover literally any of those categories, why are they in your life? Yes. And that is really harsh. Mm-hmm. But sometimes but it's true. Yeah. Sometimes it just needs to be done. Yeah. Like, what is the reason you're holding on? It yeah. kind of leads and me also, back to like, you don't have to apologize for how you want to live your life. Yes, exactly. And also recognizing that one person, and I know we've said like your spouse probably covers most of these. Mm-hmm. But one person isn't necessarily going to cover all of these. So it it's okay to have like multiple relationships that cover two or three of these things. Like you don't mm-hmm. have to only look for people that can cover all seven of these. Right. That's a lot to put on a person. Right. Um, but you, yeah, you should definitely evaluate your relationships and see like are these people – healthy and helping me Mm -hmm. live my life in a healthy, meaningful way. Right. And unfortunately, that's probably another, if you're in a toxic relationship, Mm -hmm. whether it's with a friend or a spouse or, well, hopefully not a spouse, but um, even if you're with a spouse, it doesn't matter. Like any relationship, literally. Um, being able to evaluate those toxic relationships. Yeah. I don't know. I just found it very interesting. And and I found it interesting when I saw this study years ago and and now that it still holds true. It's just like, I also think about the whole, at the end of your life, like, the moment you pass, what do you want that legacy to be? Whether it's a legacy just to your own children or whether right. it's a legacy to the world, it, it doesn't matter how big or small that legacy is. What do you want it to be? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. My grandfather worked and worked and worked, spent zero time with us, but hey, he amassed this fortune and now we are rich. Yeah. Eh. Is that really the legacy you want to live? Or, hey, my grandpa was 
dirt poor, but the man always had a smile on his face and was ready to to do manual labor to play with you or to help you build that swing yeah. set or to read the book to you. Like, what do you want that legacy to be for the people you know? Mm-hmm. To me, yeah, it usually definitely. boils down to relationships. Yeah. And it always includes relationships and how people view you. Yes. And I, I do want to note, too, one thing that we learned going through the pandemic and social distancing was definitely the importance of relationships mm-hmm. because we saw a lot of, you know, skyrocketing in anxiety and depression and other things mm-hmm. because people were isolated. But also this sort of social realization that, like, internet friends are friends. <laughs> yeah. Whereas especially if you're our age, you kind of grew up with this, like, oh, the, you can't, you never know with the people on the internet, which mm-hmm. is true. Don't get mm-hmm. me wrong. But, like, the idea that you really can be friends and make genuine connections mm-hmm. with people you have never met in real life. Like, Jesse and I just for the first time met in real life last summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, last summer. Um, you know, but we had, we were friends, good friends. And shared a lot with each other, build our businesses together. It was a genuine, real connection. And so I think, especially if you were in like a rural area, yeah, <laughs> it can kind of feel like, where am I supposed to find these people? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, we have seen like you really can make genuine connections with people online and it like opens the whole world up to helping find these connections and these relationships with people that can help support you in your life. For sure. That's a really great point. All right. So your challenge this week is to sit down and analyze. I don't want to say analyze your relationships per se, but yes, analyze your relationships. (laughs) See (laughs) which of the boxes you can check off for each relationship and find out if there's anyone that maybe you shouldn't necessarily put as much effort into as you have been or vice versa. If there's some relationships that you're like, wow, this relationship means more to me than I thought. Maybe I should nurture it a little bit more. Yeah. And, uh, and do that. Yep. And then hop on social media and let us know if if anything you should tag that person and tell them how much you, they mean to you and yes <laughs> um and and let us know too we are at marketing moms podcast that is where you can find us and we will see you next week thank you for joining us today we're so honored this is where you chose to spend your time If this episode helped you in some way, please share it with another mom who needs to hear it. We're in this together. And if you're ready for next steps, free goodies, and more, head over to marketingmomspodcast.com. We'll see you next week.